Well, absolutely nothing, and I mean nothing about that game. When according to plan for TCU, as the Horn Frogs got absolutely demolished by the Georgia Bulldogs 65-7 to in the college football playoff national championship game. And yes, there's some blame to go around for TCU, but you gotta hand it to Georgia. They played an absolutely perfect game of football. I have not seen a game be played that perfectly, maybe in my lifetime. That's how perfect that game was for the Georgia Bulldogs. I just keep using the word perfect because, damn it, it was perfect. <laughs> like TCU could have had 12 guys on the field in that game, and I don't think the outcome would have been different. Maybe they would have scored a couple more touchdowns, but I don't think that uh, TCU would have gotten out of this one with a victory. My goodness. By the way, I'm Pete Mundo. Uh, HeartlandCollegeSports.com is, of course, how you find us covering the Big 12 Conference from top to bottom. And obviously, this has been a tremendous season for the Big 12. You can't take that away from the league. You can't take it away from this Horn Frogs team. You're one of Sonny Dykes. There's nothing you can do to take anything away from what this team accomplished. Getting to a college football playoff, becoming the first Big 12 team in the college football playoff era to go out there and win a game in the playoff, beating Michigan. But it sure did feel like that Michigan game was the one that TCU treated as the national title. Like they got there, and I know it's a it's a cliche you can't use, right? Teams say all the time, well, we're not happy to be here. We're, we, we're on to the next game. We're not just happy to be here. It sure came off like TCU was happy to be there. And that's okay. Nobody predicted this kind of season for this Horn Frogs team. What was it? Four guys on the entire team had played in a bowl game? Georgia was fresh off a national championship last year trying to make it back to back. So before I get into more of that, let's just talk about this game. All right. Uh, let's talk about the game itself and how this all played out. Um, without getting into too many of the details, I'm not going to bore you with it, but just to briefly go through the game and kind of what stood out to me. So uh, Georgia gets on the board first with a touchdown, five plays, 57 yards after a three and out from TCU. You know, TCU had a sloppy start, false start in the first play of the game. You could see the jitters. I could feel the jitters through the TV for TCU. Georgia goes down, scores a touchdown. TCU fumbles then. And I'm thinking if Georgia goes up 14-0, game's over. Suddenly, TCU forces a field goal. And I'm like, okay, all right, 10 nothing. And then the next drive includes a Duggan 60-yard pass to Darius Davis. And that drive gets capped off with a touchdown. And I'm like, okay, here we go. We got a few minutes left in the first quarter, three-point game. TCU's back in it. The problem is they couldn't stop Georgia to save their lives. I mean, at one point, Georgia's out there averaging... 10 yards of play. And, of course, after it's 10-7, the game's basically a route from there on out, right? After that, TCU scores. It's 10-7. Georgia scores a touchdown. TCU punt. Georgia touchdown. TCU interception. Georgia touchdown. TCU interception. Georgia touchdown. Halftime. 38-7 in the blink of an eye. And then second half, Georgia punt, TCU punt, Georgia touchdown, TCU punt, Georgia touchdown, TCU turnover on downs, Georgia touchdown. <sighs> you following my theme? TCU turnover on downs, Georgia touchdown, 
TCU punt, end of game. 65-7, the Bulldogs on top of the Horned Frogs. I mean, that was, there's nothing else to say. It was a perfectly played football game from the Bulldogs. They had 32 first downs. They were 9 of 13 on third down. They had 589 total yards. Stetson Bennett, you know, listen, I'm a Big 12 guy. I don't watch a lot of Stetson Bennett. Nothing about Stetson Bennett looks impressive. I don't think he's got an NFL career. But to his credit, the guy's accurate. He's ballsy. He's a good leader. And he was fun to watch play tonight. 335 passing yards. Georgia had 254 rushing yards. And these are just astronomical numbers. You don't see these kind of numbers. They held TCU to under 200 total yards. Not passing yards, not rushing yards, total yards. TCU. I know Kendra Miller was banged up. I don't think it would have mattered. TCU had 36 rushing yards on 28 attempts, 1.3 yards per carry. I Like, I... What else are you going to do? And that kid, Brock Bowers, tight end for Georgia, seven catches, 152 yards, one touchdown. Uh, That dude, he would be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft this year. Here's the thing. He can't enter the NFL draft until 2024 (laughs) because he's only a true sophomore. He's got one more year at Georgia. Uh, this guy, I put it up on my Twitter page, at Pete Mundo. This guy may set the record. You know, the highest drafted tight end in NFL draft history was Kyle Pitts out of Florida back in 2021 by the Falcons. Brock Bowers, based on what I've seen from this dude, uh, he may be a top three pick come 2024. I mean, that's how good this guy is. That's who, how unique of a talent this guy is. And then you look at what um, Georgia's defense did. I mean, nine tackles for loss, five sacks, and that was really the difference. Max Duggan. Now, I thought there were times when Max Duggan sat in the pocket too long. Early in the game when it was still a game, I thought Max Duggan should have taken off a couple of times. I thought he had opportunities to use his feet to gain valuable yards to keep drives moving. He didn't do it. Instead, he was in the pocket for five, six, seven, eight seconds, and trying to heave it downfield. And then the TCU offensive line started to get worn down. He didn't have the time, and he was just getting blown up back there. He was wildly inaccurate. One of the interceptions, um, you know, Quentin Johnston was, I don't want to say wide open, but he would have had him on a crossing pattern over the middle, and he threw it over his head, and it got picked off in the first half. I mean, he, he, he didn't play a good game. That was probably Max Duggan's, not definitely Max Duggan's worst performance of the year. And you feel bad for him because the guy should obviously have a legacy that's set in stone at TCU. Based on what he's done over his career and especially and obviously what he's done this year as a Heisman runner-up and everything else. Getting this team to a national championship game. But man, he struggled in a big way. It wasn't only his fault. But it was certainly partially his fault. The offensive line worn down. And I thought TCU, I really thought TCU was going to be able to hold and hang with Georgia in the trenches. Not beat them in the trenches, but hang with them in the trenches. 
And obviously, that didn't happen. That didn't even come close to happening in this game. So, listen, it was obviously not the performance any of us wanted. If you're a Big 12 fan, any of us expected. Nobody saw this coming. I mean, the line was 13 and a half. And it seemed like a lot more money was coming in on TCU the last I checked than on Georgia. I mean, 13 and a half seemed like a nutty line. But Vegas knows, although I guess Vegas could have set the line at 57 and still gotten the cover. <laughs> it's just, just ridiculous to me. But TCU looked overmatched. And I tweeted out early in the game as well from the Heartland College Sports account. I tweeted out, I, I said, it looks like Georgia's playing with an extra man on the field. That's what it looked like. And that's a terrible sign when you're TCU trying to win a national championship. Uh, Sonny Dyke said it at halftime. It looked like his guys were wide-eyed. The moment was too big for him. And I'm not going to knock him for that because it was an enormous moment. These Georgia players won this game last year. They've been in this game before. TCU had, what, four guys who had played in a bowl game before the Michigan game. I just put that into perspective. Now, let's talk about some of the other takeaways from this game. I will do that coming up with you, Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com. Covering the Big 12 Conference, if you're on YouTube, subscribe. We would greatly appreciate you doing that. Um, Also, of course, if you're on the Facebook page, share the video. That's a great way to help us out. And on the podcast, rate, review, subscribe, and we will get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie. I'm showing it right now on Facebook and YouTube. I'll send you these. All right, I got them here for you. I got a huge box of them. Send me a screenshot of your rating and review on iTunes to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. All right, Uh, I see a lot of comments coming in here that I'm going to get to as long as uh, we've got time, and I've got time as long as you've got time. But first, let me tell you about what's happening this weekend. College football's over. NFL playoff pictures locked in, and my go-to place for wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And to kick off the road, the Super Bowl 57, new customers bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. You heard that right. Plus, all new and existing customers get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet up to 10 bucks. So I'm a Chiefs fan. I'm here in Kansas City. We've got the bye, but you know what? DraftKings is going to keep me engaged. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use our promo code HCS. <coughs> That's HCS for Heartland College Sports. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL, get $200 in free bets instantly, only at DraftKings Sportsbooks with our code HCS. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So this game, uh, this win by Georgia, should really be about Georgia, not about TCU, not about the Big 12. Uh, See, I told you the Big 12 doesn't play any defense. The Big 12 stinks. Don't do that garbage, please. That's hot garbage. They just beat the Big 10 champion in the semifinals. And scored 50 on them. This is about Georgia. This game, the storyline of this game is not SEC. All right? It's got nothing to do with Kentucky football. It's got nothing to do with Ole Miss football. It's got nothing to do with Florida football. Don't make this about the SEC if you're an SEC fanboy out there. It's not about you unless you're a Georgia fan. This is about Georgia 
establishing itself as the clear preeminent college football program out there today. That's what this is. This is about nothing else. Yes, TCU got smoked. It was not their night. I think that in large part, Ohio State nearly pulling off the win against Georgia, refocused Georgia, and they came out and they blew the doors off the Horned Frogs. I'm not taking anything away from what happened. But this night is about what Georgia is. Georgia and Kirby Smart has taken the mantle away from Nick Saban as the top coach in the sport and the top program in the sport. And right now, it's not close. There is a big gap between one and two in this sport right now. That's what the college football playoff championship game was about on Monday night. And that's the storyline coming out of this game. You know, I saw some people, Nick Saban was obviously on the pregame show and the halftime show. And I saw some people saying, oh, I kind of feel bad for Nick Saban. He's got to talk about Georgia and Kirby Smart because Kirby Smart was, of course, on his staff, defensive coordinator, the whole thing. Why would you feel bad for Nick Saban? (coughs) Excuse me. Why would you feel bad for Nick Saban? Tell me why. The dude signed up to be there. Nobody put a gun to his head and said, hey, Nick Saban, you better show up to this uh, pre- and, and halftime show on ESPN. Nick Saban chose to be there. He knew this was a possibility. He knew he was going to have to potentially wax poetic about Georgia football. He signed up for it. There's no sympathy. No sympathy whatsoever, nor should there be sympathy for Nick Saban. He took that job, he picked it, and guess what? Uh, he had to watch one of his protégés take the mantle from him as the new face of college football. And that's what the Georgia Bulldogs are right now. No ifs, ands, or buts. No conversations otherwise. They're the team to beat. And now, you know, TCU and Sonny Dykes, he's got a great recruiting class coming in. He's got great, great transfers coming in. TCU is going to be the favorite in the Big 12 next year. They should be the favorite in the Big 12 next year. And I don't want to see other Big 12 fan bases ragging against TCU's performance. TCU beat every one of you jokers at some point this season. They got to the regular season undefeated. You didn't beat them. And you're going to rag on TCU, the first Big 12 program to get to a national championship game? I get it. The game didn't go how any of us wanted it to go. I'm with you on that. I'm a Big 12 guy. This is what I do. I've had this site, this platform for several years. (coughs) Excuse me. This frog in my throat. Not a horn frog, just a frog in my throat that won't go away. I wonder why. But if you're another Big 12 fan from another program ragging on this team tonight, this was embarrassing for the Big 12. This was not about TCU. This was not about the Big 12. This was about Georgia and what they showed, what they brought to the table. That's what this game was about. Let's get to some of your comments on Facebook Live. Travis says TCU will not win more than six games next season. That's based on what? Based on what? I mean, uh, come on. Do you see who they're bringing in? They got four and five-star guys they're bringing in the transfer portal. They're going to be just fine. David writes, I'm not a TCU fan, but at least they made it to the national championship. Only one other team did that. Uh, That's exactly right, David. Well said. 
TCU was not prepared for this game, writes Kendall. Weaker teams have put up more of a fight against Georgia. The blame needs to go towards the coach. Yeah, and I'm sure Sunday Dykes will take some blame after the game. You lose 65-7. It's fair to say, did you prepare the team the best way possible? I That is fair, and I guarantee you Sonny Dykes is the kind of guy who will uh, go out there and will figure out what went wrong, and if he ever gets this chance again. And you know, he's building the kind of program that will give him the opportunity to be here again, especially in an expanded 12-team playoff. He'll have the opportunity to be here again. I'm not saying he's going to get here again, but he will have the opportunity to be here again, no doubt in my mind. He'll probably do things differently. He'll do things better. I mean, you think about it. It just everything about tonight, everything about this game seemed too big for everybody. I see some other comments. Uh, Pete still hates Baylor. I'm not. We're not talking about Baylor tonight. I don't know what Baylor's got to do with this game. Got to do with the college football playoff championship game. Scott says, boy, you predicted wrong. Yeah, I did. I thought TCU would win. Crazy, dumb, bad pick. Call it whatever you want. I'm man enough to own it. I will own it. I have owned it. I am owning it. No doubt about it. Bad pick, and I you can you can say whatever you want about the pick. Not a good pick. I'm the first one to tell you. <laughs> oh, brother. But listen, I'm looking at this Big 12 season, and I'm saying to myself, this was a heck of a year. This league confirmed that it was the second-best conference in America after the SEC. The advanced analytics show that by all metrics. Top to bottom, it was. You got a team to a national championship, which has not happened in the college football playoff era. It was not OU or Texas, and I'm not knocking OU or Texas when I say that, but I say in the best interest of the Big 12, having one of the other eight schools in there was a big deal. In fact, the last two Big 12 championship games, OU and Texas hasn't been in either of them. And if you're just talking about the future of this league, that's important, that matters, that's valuable. So there's a lot of positives, a lot of good to take out of what we all saw this season. I don't want a great season to be dampered by a really rough night. But once again, this night was all about Georgia. This night was all about Kirby Smart and the monster that is Bulldogs football right now. Congratulations to the Georgia Bulldogs. No doubt about it. You guys are the class of college football. You earned it. You deserved it. And uh, TCU, heck of a season for you guys as well. TCU has nothing to be ashamed by. I know this night in no way went how anybody wanted it to go, but they have got nothing at all to hang their heads over because this team put together a season that we are going to remember here in Big 12 country for years to come. No doubt about that. Thank you guys for being here. Hey, don't forget, I know college football's over. The NFL's here this weekend. On DraftKings, use our promo code HCS. New customers can bet $5 in the NFL and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's our code HCS at DraftKings Sportsbooks. Thank you for being a part of this show, by the way. This show's not going anywhere. We have built up the YouTube channel this season. We've got a lot of content coming your way the offseason. Hit that subscribe button. Thank you for being here. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast as well. You get those free koozies when you do that. And you send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo 
M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com. Trust me, we're not going anywhere. So stay tuned to the show. I'm seeing some of you say, see you next season. I'm here. I'm doing shows two, three times a week until football starts again. So hopefully I'll see you in a couple days. We're going to do a show in a couple of days. Uh, love all you guys. It's been a great season. I can't thank you enough for helping build this product and this website and this platform, Heartland College Sports, into a place where uh, millions of Big 12 fans flock to every month. I never thought it would get here, and here we are. And it's because of you, your word of mouth, sharing this show with your friends, with your family. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. It's allowing us to expand. We've got team-specific podcasts now. We have a... uh, We've got a Kansas podcast, Jayhawker Talker, a K-State podcast. We've got a Texas Tech podcast, a TCU podcast. We're working on adding more to the equation as well. So just search Heartland College Sports and you'll get all the podcasts that you want. Thank you so much, guys. Please do continue to stay on board with this show and what we're doing. We have a lot of great things coming this year, and we'll talk to you soon. I'm Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com. Take care. Have a great day.